It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. I spoke to Dr. Mary O'Kane last month about youngsters and anxiety. And we said that when uh, back to school was happening or the start of school was happening, that we would catch up again and indeed Mary has a webinar coming up this week on anxiety in children she is a psychologist and an educationalist and lecturer in both and a good say she joins us again on the opinion line Mary good morning to you hi PJ lovely to talk to you again lovely to have you back this is a stressful week in in many a household for any number of reasons first day at school going back to school What's the advice? Just just take it as it comes, is that it? Well, funny, PJ, it is stressful for quite a few children, but I must also say there is a big group of children, a big cohort, who are dying to get back in the door to school, dying to get back to mix with their friends, and preschool, the same thing. Um, but I think it's probably only natural that there are another group who are nervous. Yeah. If you think of everything they've been through in the past 18 months, PJ, you know, it, it's really, really not surprising. And they've had this summer off, this summer really reconnecting with their families. I kept talking at the beginning of the summer about having a summer of play. And I think a lot of children have done that, just nearly an old-fashioned you know, summer they've had. And it is a little bit hard for them going back to the pods and the rules. And mm-hmm. um, so I think as parents, the first thing I would say to any parent, if your little one or even if your secondary school child is feeling anxious, um, the most important thing is they are always reassured by us. So if we are steady and calm. The children feel, well, no, that's okay. We're always their first point of safety. And they look to us to see how we're responding. So I'm always saying to parents, even particularly if you have a little one going in for the first time and you're feeling that little bit tearful, it's important to just you know, breathe really deeply. They need you to show them your know, school is a good place and you know, you'll be happy there, mm. whatever. And um, we also sometimes, if they say they're nervous and we say something like, oh, don't be silly, you'll be grand, get in the door there. But instead we say, try not to dismiss their feelings. So if they are nervous, we talk about validating their feelings. And that's just saying to them, look, pet, it's only natural to feel a bit nervous. You've been off all summer and you know, lots of boys and girls will be a bit nervous going back in. So you're just letting them know, um, you know that's okay, that's fine. You know the way and then routine. parents are all concerned, obviously, about not just uh, the COVID uh, restrictions and the 
COVID situation in schools and the children who haven't been vaccinated. Parents are concerned yeah. about that. But how important is it, Mary, to have a game face for the kids? Oh, you know, PJ, it honestly really is. I honestly can't underestimate it. Do you know something? As a parent, and you know yourself, when something is threatening your child, if you like, when your child is really distraught, when you see them upset, it is like this primeval instinct to scoop them up in our arms, protect, I'm absolutely going to protect you. But this is one of those moments when we they are better. Now, I'm not saying, obviously, don't talk to them and don't validate their feelings. We do that. But it's one of those moments where it's also good for us to stand back a little and to show confidence in them that they're ready to face this new challenge. And, you know, even the little ones who are starting for the first time, they, we spoke a few weeks ago about pre schools and you know, what they'd learned, all the social and emotional skills that they'd learned in those years of preschool, they will stand to them. So it's important that we show them, um, okay, you know, yeah, it can be a bit scary, it can be a, you can be a bit nervous going back, but, but I know you will be fine. I know what a great little student you are. I know how good you are at making friends. I know what a good little learner you are. So you're mm. showing them you have absolute confidence in them. You know, PJ, it really helps. Yeah. Listener was on um, to say, my child came home from school yesterday and said they weren't playing with anyone at break time. Didn't seem overly bothered by it, but I'm worried that, that if they're not mixing, should I be worried about that? Is that a, is that, I think what this listener is asking, is that a social skill they're being denied by the pods and the, and the not mixing and all that? Yeah, well, now, I have to say the pods do have a bit of an influence on that. Although I did hear anecdotally last year that they, they slightly wandered a little bit out of their pods, particularly the little ones, because they do their own thing. But what I'd say to this parent is, first of all, that can be actually quite a clever um, defence mechanism. Sometimes, if you're a child and you go in to this new environment, even if they're not a junior infant, even if they're changing year and it's you're, you're facing this major transition, you know, new class, new year, new teacher, whatever... It's actually quite clever to step back a little bit and observe. And some of them, particularly the deep thinkers, they do this a little bit. So your child may have at lunchtime, if the others were just tearing around, they may have stood back and just be watching what's happening. And it really can be quite a clever approach. The other thing is, sometimes they might say to you, oh, I wasn't really playing with anybody, but actually they were chit-chatting or they were standing watching with other children or whatever. Now, if it goes on over time and your child says, I'm really not making friends, I'm struggling to make friends, at that point, I'd have a quick word with the teacher because it may even be who they're in a pod with or something they're not connected with. But very often, I really, really wouldn't worry, particularly the first day. That little watchful standing back approach, honestly, is it's so many of them do it. Yeah. And they just sort of protect to themselves and settling themselves in yeah. that I wouldn't be concerned at all. You, you know yourself when you have a little frowner as I used to call them, a little oh, yeah. frowner <laughs> just standing at the corner with this little very serious, a look that's like, it looks more like 60 than 6 and they're yeah. looking on going, I'm not quite sure what's going on here now. There's nothing <laughs> to worry about exactly there, is it. there? No, and PJ, they are very often the very clever little ones. As I said, those deep thinkers, they're the children who are, I'm just going to stand back here. I'm not going to jump in. I'm going to observe. I'm going to see what's going on. I'm going to make up my mind if I kind of like it here and if I if I want to get involved. It is genuinely quite a clever little thing to do. You know, they're they're being quite strategic, if you like, in their thinking. So that you might have a very, very bright kid there now in the future. Yeah. You know, in terms of the, the 
COVID restrictions in general, Mary, do, do you think that there is any danger that the, the restrictions that the children are having to live with in school, many parents are worried that they'll have a long-term effect. Will they? Yeah. Well, you know, PJ, this is a really difficult one. Now, you know, obviously, I'm not medical, I'm psychology, so I'm all about the social and emotional development. I think one thing we can say is we can learn from what happened last year. So when they went back last year, and we were concerned about putting them in pods, we were concerned about the constant telling them, you need to wash your hands, you need to sanitize, you know, don't hug your friend. And when we were concerned about that, how they would cope, the vast majority of children coped well. Probably a lot of thanks for that is due to the preschool practitioners and the teachers who really supported them. Having said that, we don't really know at this point the impact it'll have on on their long-term development. So even I heard you talking about the masks earlier, um, and it's funny, so many people seem so sure of their feelings about the masks, and I'm, I'm really unsure, because medically I can really see the argument to protect our children and to keep them safe, and yet socially and emotionally, some children will really struggle. Looking at, particularly for little ones, they're very concrete, so they're very visual. So seeing the expressions on a face and the smile, like, you know, we were talking about smizing, smiling with your eyes and things, that mm. wearing a mask is harder for young children. So I think we just have to be careful yeah, about I, doing Yeah, I was going to get but, to that with you, because you've seen them, you, you will have seen the reports maybe this morning that there's a discussion now going on between yeah. Neffet and HICWA as to the advisability of making masks compulsory, at least for one term, for the under 12s and the threes, fours and five, well, the five, six and seven year olds. How would, as a psychologist purely, how would you feel about that? Well, funny PJ, I think you've probably hit the nail on the head there, Neffet and HICWA. So who's representing the children in these discussions? That's what I'd like to know, because there's just a slight danger that that may become a purely medically based discussion. And I do think it's important to have people involved in that discussion who are looking at the rights of the child. And for some children, and I really don't mean for all, so many children will I believe there's a paediatrician on Neffet or a a couple of paediatricians on Neffet. Well, that's good. It'd be nice to see... one or two child psychologists as well but I for so many children they would adapt to masks they really would some children I think if it is put in place there are some children with additional needs for whom this would not be advisable I think we really need to recognise that for so many they would if I'm honest PJ I think my three children would have coped with this in primary school I think they would have adapted it might have taken a bit of time I just think it's important that we don't lose sight of their emotional well-being. It's a very important point you make about kids on the spectrum because strangely enough, and, and kids with additional needs in general, like yep. take two kids on the spectrum. One will be, I won't say happy, but they'll be quite content to sit there with the mask on. Another just yep. cannot have any anywhere near their face. And that PJ, means, you and, hit and, the nail on the head. And the third one will be frightened by the fact that their friend is in a mask. Exactly. And that's really important, PJ, because individual, if we, if we put in a blanket ruling, all children are to wear masks. I really think that's so unfair. I think we need to recognize that the majority of children may, may adapt to that a little bit of time. Teachers would be great at introducing them or whatever. However, for some children, and it's important that we recognize that those individual children have rights too. So it's about the, the balance and accepting the needs that even to allow 
a few children within that class who who really are unable to do this, to recognise their needs as well, if it is brought in. But I I just think it's important that in these discussions um, that we recognise their emotional development as well as the medical. It's a balance. How careful do we have to be to avoid, and the term... There's probably a new one now. Terms change every week, Mary. But helicopter parenting. Does that do more harm than good? Oh, PJ, I'm telling you, I, I... I'm speaking here as somebody who lectures on psychology, but an ex-helicopter, PJ, because I have a big old streak of helicopter in me (laughs) and I have to fight against it. I have to stop myself doing it as mine get older. I think when mine were little, I was that mum when they were climbing really high on the climbing frame in the playground. I'd be like, oh, 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 be careful. You know, I had to make myself stop because it's so much better for them if we can... Give, allow them to challenge themselves. I think when we helicopter and we when we try and control them, PJ, we're limiting their development. If we, I'm, I recently published a book back in April, and it's called "Perfectly Imperfect Parenting: Connection, Not Perfection," and it's a lot of this argument about learning to stand back and to maybe encourage your child out out of their comfort zone to be as strong and as capable as they can be. We talk about scaffolding them rather than helicoptering them. So you're encouraging them to fly rather than rather than doing what I used to do, PJ, and hovering over that child watching them. Yeah, yeah. You, they end up. You, I, I often think it's it, it's not helping, even though you think that it that oh, it is. Not. And lastly, yeah. Mary, before I ask you about your webinar and pe- whether people can still join it, for for the most part, uh, I've come to the conclusion, have, having raised my own kids and looking around at my brothers and my sister's children and the way they've most kids will be fine and we must always come back to that mustn't we Oh, absolutely, PJ. And you know what? Our children are so resilient. And I know people say, oh, you shouldn't just say that they're resilient because that's putting the the, um, onus on them to cope with difficult situations. But PJ, our children are, very often they're more capable than we give them credit for as parents. As parents, we always see them that maybe they're a little bit more vulnerable than they actually are. They are, all our children, even the ones that struggle with anxiety, and you know, PJ, anxiety is one of my areas. I'm Mm. so passionate about but they have this inner well of bravery within them and one of our jobs as parents i honestly believe is helping them see that inner bravery helping them see how strong and capable they really are and and helping them fly and the vast majority of children will will fly now Mm. this term once they settle in are there more spaces on your webinar tomorrow there are, I'll tell you, PJ, if anybody wants to look me up on social media, I have a webinar tomorrow on anxiety, mostly for educators, so I have a few parents coming on, but I'm doing another one for parents coming up soon. So Dr. Mary O'Kane, they'll find me on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or whatever, and they'll get the details there. They can send me a message on that. All right. Great to have you on the opinion line, Mary, and we'll speak again in the future. That's uh, Dr. Mary O'Kane, educational psychologist. Um, thank you for that. Quartz 96 FM. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.